0: Uh, They'll pay $20 million for a dead dinosaur. How much more should we value the living Word of God? And uh, this scripture that we're going to look at tonight is going to emphasize the the value of God's Word. Uh, Psalm 19 tells us the Word of God converts the soul. It enlightens the eyes. Uh, God's Word changes us. It makes us new. Uh, It brings salvation. Uh, It brings spiritual growth, and um, in this scripture here tonight, we're going to see that God's Word can affect uh, a nation of people, and uh, that God intends for His Word to be a part of leadership and of of every facet of life. Um, Nehemiah uh, has rebuilt the wall, and Ezra has brought out the law and has begun to read. The people mourned, and then the people... Uh, are, been, are being told, listen, we need to rejoice. This is a time of rejoicing. And uh, they're going to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and so that first day, they just kind of deal with these things and touch on these things. And then, now the second day is what we're going to talk about tonight. And the second day, uh, the leaders of the people come together also to hear from God's Word and uh, to spend this time of remembrance as they think about what God has done and what God will do. And so um, we need to be in God's Word, to come to hear God's Word, because it is a blessing to our lives. And the title of my message is, How God's Word Blesses Us. And so look with me at verse 13 of Nehemiah 8. It says, On the second day... The family heads of all the people, along with the priests and Levites, assembled before the scribe Ezra to study the words of the law. They found written in the law how God had uh, commanded through Moses that the Israelites should dwell in shelters during the festival of the seventh month. So they proclaimed and spread this news throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, saying, Go out into the hill country and bring back bring back branches of olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees to make shelters just as it is written. The people went out, brought back branches, and made shelters for themselves on each of their rooftops and the courtyards, the court of the house of God, the square by the water gate, the square by the Ephraim gate, and the whole community that had returned from the exile made shelters and lived in them. The Israelites had not celebrated like this from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, and there was tremendous joy. Ezra read out of the book of the law of God every day from the first day to the last. The Israelites celebrated the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day there was an assembly according to the ordinance. So how God's word blesses us. Uh, Well, How does it bless us? Well, God's word gives wisdom for leadership. Wisdom for leadership. Verse 13, on the second day, the family heads of all the people, along with the priests and Levites, assembled before the scribe Ezra to study the words of the law, the Torah. The first five books of the Old Testament uh, were the law of God, generally, uh, as, as the leadership was, was uh, commanded by God uh, to study this. Now, the king was commanded to keep a copy of this by his throne. And it was to be the basis for which he led the people. By the way, interestingly enough, uh, the founding fathers of our country took many of those principles found in the Old Testament law of God to set up this culture in which we live today. And I believe it's one of the reasons America has been so prosperous as a nation. Um, and so the king was to do that. And then also the Levites and the priests, they were to study the law of God, and they were to teach the law of God to the people. Uh, the generals, uh, if you look in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua was told by God, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate on it uh, and, uh, and, and consider it, um, and let these things be upon your mind and in your heart. Uh, So that you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. And so God told uh, Joshua, Joshua, if you want to have success as a leader for God's people, then you need to be in the Word of God. You need to be gleaning the wisdom from God's Word. And so um, the leaders of the people, now they've come back from captivity. And what are they doing? They're seeking God's wisdom so that they can lead into a new season of blessing and prosperity for Israel. And listen, I, I believe that there is wisdom for leadership. And if, if you're here tonight, uh, you're a leader in some way. If you've got a close friend, you've got someone that you influence. Uh, if you've got kids, you're a leader, uh, either with a bad example or a good example. But you your kids are influenced by your life and by your words. Um, if you have people that you influence uh, out in the community... Uh, All of these are are opportunities. You may have an official uh, position of leadership, but God can take the wisdom in His Word and help you be more effective as a husband, as a father, as a friend, uh, in all these different roles to to lead others and influence others well uh, for His kingdom. Uh, Wisdom is found not in the halls of scholarship in this nation, but in a little manger where a little baby was born uh, 2,000 years ago. And, of course, he hasn't stayed there. He's now ruling at the right hand of the Father. So wisdom for uh, leadership is found in God's Word. That's one way God blesses us. Secondly, God also blesses us with instruction to obey. Uh, Look at verse 14. They found written in the law... How the Lord had commanded Moses, the Israelites should dwell in shelters, and so forth. So they found written in the law. Now, the word law actually means instruction. Uh, You don't have to worry about what God requires or what God desires because He's told us. And I'm glad He's told us. And I know that as Christians, we're not under law, we're under grace. We're under a different covenant. But but it is still true that God has given us those moral commands in, in the Old Testament that are unchanging. Because they're based on the unchanging character of God, and we talked about that just just briefly this morning uh, about how the fact that God does not change, uh, the culture changes. Right? Uh, I, I, this just this past past week, I was reading about a company that used an ad, and they used children that were being exploited as part of their ad. Now, I want to tell you something: exploiting children sexually is is a heinous wickedness that has no place in our society but it has been winked at in some of the uh, interviews on, on the television uh, th- this kind of wickedness is terrible but this is a symptom of our times as culture changes our, our culture has become more and more wicked and has moved farther and farther away uh, from the things of God but praise God he has given us an unchanging standard a moral standard that comes from his very moral character that is unchanging, it is a rock, and and we can our children don 't have to be confused about what is what is expected by God because we can teach them the instruction that is found there in God 's word, and we can find that instruction for ourselves and how to our, live our lives in a way that honors God and that is a great blessing uh, there's a lot of cultures where um, a, a matter of fact I, I remember uh, hearing an Islam scholar talk about uh, the fact that as a muslim before he became a christian he said i could be a very good muslim i could i could do everything i was supposed to do that day but if allah woke up in a bad mood and i was to die i'd go to hell i mean it just there was nothing there was no sense of of knowing where you stood with your god as christians that's not the case we know where we stand first of all we know where what god expects which is what we've been talking about but we also know about the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ, uh, praise God. My my uh, eternal destiny doesn't. Uh, it's not based upon whether or not uh, uh, a changing God will make a, a decision for or against me uh, as a whim. Uh, God has promised, and He is a faithful God. He never breaks His promise. He has promised that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, so I am assured. Uh, in God's Word of what my future is going to be through Jesus Christ, who's died for me. And so, uh, but God has given us instruction to obey. That's a great blessing in His Word. So, wisdom for leadership, an instruction to obey, a time to remember. If you look in verse 14, it mentions the Israelites should dwell in shelters during their festival of the seventh month. Now, this is, we, we celebrate Christmas and we remember Jesus' birth and we celebrate jesus coming to earth uh as jews they in the seventh month uh this was this would be the the ending uh of one year and the beginning of a new year the new year's day was the first day of the seventh month so it was kind of a new beginnings it's kind of this same type of season uh, that we're experiencing here with christmas and new years Uh, and and this was a time to remember what God had done. And they would, they would build these little shelters out of branches and, and so forth. And there would be holes and you could see the stars and you could, you know, the wind would blow. And you'd, I, I guess you'd get a little chilly from the wind blowing. And it was kind of like roughing it, okay? You, it, and it was to remind them that they were in the wilderness. Now, Megan was telling, us, uh, telling Sherry and I about uh, their camping trip. They went camping with some friends recently. And uh, she said the wind blew all night long. And it blew. It, I could hear branches falling. I mean, I, she said she didn't get asleep till 1 o'clock in the morning because she was worried whether or not the tent with her in it were going to blow away. Uh, you know what it is to rough it. Uh, but uh, they, they would take these, these little shelters. They'd build these little shelters. And, and for eight days, they would live in these shelters. And it was a time to remember That God had been faithful to them in the wilderness and that God had brought them into the promised land in accordance with his promise. Um, As Christians, we don't celebrate the Feast of the Tabernacles, but we do remember what Jesus has done for us. Uh, We remember his coming uh, to this earth, but we also remember his death at the cross and his resurrection. And we remember that this world is not our home, we're just passing through. Uh, Just like the Israelites in the wilderness, we are going through a temporary time in this world. The struggles, the burdens, the pains, the sicknesses of this life, one day they're going to be gone. And we're going to enter into the land that God has promised us. And what a day that's going to be. And so we we have that time. We have the Lord's day. Today set apart to remember what God has done, to think about the things of His word. Uh, to rejoice in the hope that we have that Jesus is yet to come. And, uh, and to be refreshed in that time of remembrance. So God gives us time to remember the things he has done. And that is an opportunity for thanksgiving and praise. And this is what, what they would do. Uh, they, would, they would celebrate. They would pour the water out each day. Of, of the uh, Feast of the Tabernacles to remember the water from the rock that God had provided. Can you remember times that God has provided in your life? Maybe times you, you didn't know, uh, maybe you, you didn't know where your groceries were going to come from. And you pray and God supplies what you need. And uh, He's just been so faithful to us. He's answered so many prayers. And we think about these things and we thank God for His goodness to us and for answered prayer. Um, so, so God's word sets aside a time to remember. Uh, Christmas is one of those times for us as Christians. We remember what Jesus has done, uh, and that He has come to this earth, and that He is Emmanuel, God with us. That uh, He is the one. I, I was listening to a song this afternoon. He is the one who has clothed himself with flesh. He's become one of us. He's gone through the, the struggles and the, and the troubles of this life just like we have. He understands and he intercedes for us and he's on our side. Um, this is, uh, is one of the things we can remember uh, as we, we sp- uh, spend this time together. So God's word set these, sides, these times aside just as in the New Testament. We have things like the Lord's Supper Uh, that are set aside, baptism, that are set aside to remind us of what God has done. So God's Word blesses us by giving us wisdom for leadership, instruction to obey, time to remember, and joy to experience. Um, The whole community, verse 17 says, "...the whole community that had returned from exile made shelters and lived in them." The Israelites had not celebrated like this from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, and there was tremendous joy. Ezra read out of the book of the law every day from the first day to the last. And so, um, Ezra is fulfilling uh, what God's word said. Every seven years, they were to read through, during the Feast of the Tabernacles, they were to read through the Torah, the, the first five books of the Old Testament, and um, and so they were celebrating, they were feasting. We're about to do that ourselves, right? And, uh, but they were, they were enjoying this time of being in God's Word and uh, of being with one another and of remembering the good things that God had done. And it lifted them up and it gave them hope and a future. And so uh, as we remember what Jesus has done for us, as we think about God's incredible grace that He would send His Son for us, uh, take heart and let your heart be lifted up. Remember what God has done. Rejoice in the Lord. And, uh, and then spend time in his word, uh, meditating on what he has done. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for uh, blessing us in so many ways through your word. And uh, Lord, we pray that we would live by your word, that we would obey your truth. And, uh, Father, that we would trust your word. And uh, Lord, help us uh, to live with a hope and expectancy, but also a remembrance of what you have done for us because you've been so good. And Father, if there's someone here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I pray that tonight would be the night that they would say, I want to choose tonight to follow Jesus Christ, to turn from my sin in my own way, and to receive the grace and forgiveness that Jesus purchased for me at the cross. And, Lord, if there's someone here tonight that needs to do that, I pray that tonight would be the night that they would do that. Give them the courage to step out and act. And, Lord, as as your people, Father, if we haven't been in your word, Lord, help us make that commitment to be in your word and to come hear your word so that we can be blessed uh, as you have desired us to be blessed. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.